more love, more positivity, more fun. Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm R.V. Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international keynote speaker, three-time best-selling author, and your host today on the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. This podcast is a little different from other speaker podcasts in that we talk about how you can become a million-dollar speaker, how you can reach millions make millions, and just be the best possible speaker that you can be. So today's topic is about speaking. Yes, and it's called Guidelines for Positive Speaking. Now, why would I pick a topic like that? Well, guess what? Sometimes we step on stage and the situation isn't so positive. And maybe we're not feeling so positive. Maybe something around us happened. Maybe, you know, we're not feeling well. Maybe the audience is different and not our target. There can be many, many things that can create an atmosphere that is maybe not as pleasurable as we would like. So I want to teach you seven ways that you can always stay positive and speak positively, even if you don't feel like it. All right, so let's get started. Number one, give more than your audience expects. That's right, give more. So you're saying, well, I don't know, I'm not feeling so good, not a great audience, why should I give them more? Because you need to give them more. You need to give them more than they expect. So if you're gonna give them five ways to do something, give them six. If you're going to give them some how-tos, Just really give them a step-by-step how-to. Give them more than they expect. More of you, more content, more love, more positivity, more fun, everything that you can possibly give them. So give them more than they expect. Now, I'm going to give you seven ways, seven guidelines for positive speaking, but it doesn't mean you have to use all seven of them in a speech. You pick which one fits for that situation, or maybe there's two or three of them that you use to always stay positive, always be on top of your game. So that's number one, give more than than they your audience expects. And I would say that's something, a rule of thumb that you always want to do. Always give more, always pour out more into your audience. Number two, combine opti no, number two, see everyone in the audience as a diamond in the rough. See everybody in the audience as a diamond in the rough. And that means even your hecklers. That means even somebody that you feel like Well, they're not a candidate for your coaching or your products and services. And we all sometimes do that. We we get on different stages and we just like automatically make an assessment of our audience, especially if it's a smaller audience. 
And you never, ever know. That's the amazing thing. You never know. There was one time when I was speaking in San Diego. I'll never forget this. And there was a woman in my audience. It was an evening event. And she kept nodding off. She kept falling asleep. And I almost, I mean, I was tempted to call her on it, right, and say something. But I didn't. I was smart. You never want to say something. But I know some, you know, there's that, that, you know, some sometimes that urge in front of you to make a joke about it or or whatever. You never want to follow up on it. So, and I didn't. And then at the end of my presentation, she came up to me and she told me that she works nights and that she came just to see me speak. And she bought my $4,000 speaker training program, which I wasn't even offering it at that particular event. So you never, ever know. So always treat everybody with respect, treat them like, you know, they are, in my case, they're a speaker just waiting to get better and to become that full-fledged speaker like a diamond would be. So always, always, always look at everybody as if they are a diamond in the rough and that you are the one that's going to create, uh, you know, and carve them out. All right. So that's number two. Number three, express, express appreciation and accept responsibility. Express appreciation and and accept responsibility. So what does that mean? Well, you always want to express appreciation and you're probably going, yeah, I always do that. I always do that. Well, how often are you doing that? Right. A lot of people, a lot of speakers thank their audience at the end of their speech. I th- I teach that you thank your audience at the beginning and the end and always show that appreciation during. So in other words, a way you could show appreciation is if you're asking for audience participation to always say thank you for participating. Make sure that you always agree with them, even if it's not the answer you're looking for. Always say that's a good answer. Not quite what I'm looking for, but that's really a good answer. You never want anybody to feel bad or feel like they made a mistake by participating or chiming up or speaking out loud. So just appreciate them for whatever it is that they do and take responsibility for anything that happens to your audience or anything that happens during your speech. Remember, you are the speaker. And for that moment, that 30 minutes or 20 minutes, you own the room, right? You didn't put it together. You didn't rent the room. But for that 30 minutes, you own the room and everybody's looking at you to control the room and to control everybody else in that room. So accept responsibility if something went wrong right? You don't blame anybody. Don't play the blame game. So let's say you're at the end of your speech. You have um, maybe 50 handouts and there's 75 people there. Well, you don't want to say, oh, and again, sorry, I don't have enough. The host only told me there was 50 people and there's 75 of you. So I didn't bring enough. That's not taking responsibility. That's not showing appreciation to the host that invited you. So instead, you just, you know, you don't have to even apologize. You can just say, oh, I didn't bring enough. For those of you that didn't get one, come up and see me at the end of my speech. Let me get your email and I'll send it to you personally. 
I mean, you just solved the problem. Take responsibility for whatever happens during your speech, whatever happens in the room of your speech. Take that responsibility. All right. Now that's being positive. Number four, number four, that is show respect for your eyes. Show respect. Now we show appreciation. That doesn't necessarily mean the same thing as respect. So we want to respect our audience. So what is the best way you can respect your audience? Start on time and end on time. That's right. If there is somebody, you know, that's not in the room on time, they will find their way. Respect, respect, respect. Don't make other people suffer because there's one or two people late. All right. So this just happened to me recently. I'm in, I'm in my gym and it's a group class and it starts at 6 a.m. I get up at five, go down there at six, uh, six days a week. And so here we are. It's like 605. Everybody's standing around and I asked the trainer, well, are we going to get started? And he said, well, I'm waiting for so-and-so to see if she shows up. Now, I didn't say anything, but in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, you're going to make five other people wait for this one other person and you're honoring that person instead of honoring us, right? Very disrespectful, I thought. Now, that person never did show up. It goes to show you that never did show up. So don't do that to your audience. Don't do that to anybody. If you have a time, you tell people come at a certain time and they come, then you want to start on time. If you, same with ending on time, you need to end on time. Now, yeah, if you're a minute over, so what? But you don't want to wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because that's a long time. That's a very, very long time. So respect your audience by starting on time and ending on time. Number five, treat everybody in your audience like family, like family. You know, go up to them, greet them, love on them, right? What do you do to your family? Your family knows everything about you, right? Your family is grown up with you and most of the time, they know a lot about you, your personality, your triggers, and whatever. So what if you treated your audience like as if you've known them for years? I mean, it's a feeling, and your audience will feel that. What if you were vulnerable and shared some secret about yourself that, of course, not a bad secret, but something where you were vulnerable? Now, how's the best way to be vulnerable? Just share your feelings how you felt about something. And I'm not saying cry on stage. I'm not saying that, but you can still be vulnerable and say, hey, you know what? That really hurt my feelings when that happened to me. Or, you know, that really excited me. I was so excited. I couldn't stand it. You know, I couldn't, you know, duct tape couldn't keep me in my chair, but be vulnerable. So treat everyone like family. Let them get to know you let them get to know your secrets. Let them get to know your core values. They will love it. Now, will everybody love it? No, but everybody is not your target market. Number six, be a source of inspiration. Be a source of inspiration. Now, I don't mean just be inspirational, 
be a source of inspiration. Now, how do you do that? By being you, by just being, that's right, you. So one of the things I've done in the last year and a half, for those of you that have followed me on social media, is I got into weightlifting and bodybuilding. Now, I didn't wake up one day and say, boom, I want to do this. No, Uh, it was a series of events. So my husband passed a year and a half ago, which is very devastating to me. And I needed something to manage my grief because after a few months, you know, the friends, you know, they quit calling, they quit taking you to lunch. And all of a sudden you find yourself, or I did anyway, alone. So what can I do that I could do by myself that's going to help me? And so I started watching YouTube videos and I ran into this woman who's 85 years old and a bodybuilder. And I thought I could do that. And I started out slow, started at home. I had weights and I started lifting. And then I got a trainer online and I did it for three days a week. And then I was like, okay, I did that for three months. And then I decided that seven months ago, I decided, you know what? I want to go and compete in my age group and, you know, go and find a gym that would train you for competition. And I did just that seven months ago. And so during that time, and I'm still, of course, training, I train, you know, six days a week, get up at 5 a.m. It's all about commitment dedication, consistency. You could change anything in your life with those three things, commitment, dedication, and consistency. And of course, a coach. (laughs) All right. So I have posted it on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and I get people that write to me and tell me that I'm an inspiration. Now, I didn't set out to be any inspiration at all. It wasn't intentional. I'm going to inspire my audience. I'm going to inspire Facebook. I'm I'm just trying to work through my own grief here. That's all I'm doing, right? But by being and doing what I do and being who I am, I've become a source of inspiration. That's all. And that's what I'm saying for you to do for positive speaking, be a source by just being you, by being exciting, by doing what it is you're teaching, by showing them miraculous results by you doing it. Now, it might sound, well, that's natural. No, it isn't. I know a lot of financial advisors that talk about being financial free and they'll teach you and they don't have any, they don't have two nickels to rub together, right? I was training one guy that was selling um, energy drink. I won't tell you which one, but he was selling energy drink. And it was so, so um, kind of like low energy on stage that I pulled him aside and suggested perhaps he drink one of his own cans of energy drink. So it's not a given. It's not a given that everybody is up and, and inspirational about what it is that they do. So you have to look at that and just be. Just be you and be that source of inspiration. Number seven, no matter what, (laughs) maintain a sense of humor. 
no matter what, maintain a sense of humor. I know that sounds like, oh, that's so common. No, it isn't because sometimes things can happen to you on stage and you do not like it and you're not feeling like it's very funny. What can happen? Oh, anything. But let's just say common, some common things that happen is maybe your time gets taken away from you because the meeting runs out of time because they were doing a raffle or doing whatever they do. Maybe you had to, it's a big event and speakers ran over. And so that means that your time was cut or maybe your time is changed. Yeah. Be gracious. Keep that sense of humor. Right. And keep going and do not let your audience ever, ever see you sweat. And that's my bonus tip today. Number eight, my bonus tip, never let your audience see you sweat. Never say, I'm sorry. Never say, you know, I want you to take responsibility, but I don't want you to apologize to your audience and let them know that you are nervous or that the technical didn't work or whatever, because those are excuses and that's not taking responsibility. All right. So never let your audience see you sweat, even if you're sweating bullets, even if the PowerPoint isn't working. Even if, you know, your time is cut and in your mind, you're figuring out, oh, how am I going to put this presentation together in less time? What am I going to put out? What am I not going to put out? It's very, very important for you to be able to adjust. And that's why I always recommend my students to practice one hour for every two minutes of speech, one hour for every two minutes of speech, because you're going to need to be flexible as a speaker, so that if something happens to you, if something happens to the time, if something happen, happens to the audience. I've been in situations where I literally, in the middle of my speech, they had us move to another room. I've also had it where we had a fire drill, right? And you've got to be able to pick it up and you want to keep that sense of humor. Yes. But never let them see you sweat. Never, you know, you can make a joke about it, but don't let them know that, you know, it threw you off or something. And I hear so many speakers that, you know, say those kind of things. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, something happened to me on the way here. I'm not prepared. And oh, your audience does not want to hear that. And that's not, that's not loving on them. That's not appreciating them. That's not any of the other seven that I shared with you here today. So make sure that you never let your audience see you sweat. So let me just go through those one more time for those of you taking notes. Number one, give more to your audience than they expect. Number two, see everyone as a diamond in the rough. Number three, express appreciation and accept responsibility. Number four, show respect to your audience. Number five, treat your audience like family. Number six, be the source of inspiration. Number seven, maintain <clears throat> maintain a sense of humor. And of course, our bonus is never let your audience see you sweat. So that's our lesson today. That's the podcast today. I want you to go out there and positively speak to your audience. All right, everyone, we'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.